welcome, welcome to the F3 podcast, where we discuss all things pertaining to faith, family, and finances. And remember, no subject is not worth talking about, and no subject is off limits. All right, we are your host today. I am Dr. Lionel M. Blair Sr., and I'm sitting next to this wonderful, glorious, just abounding woman of God, just, 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 just increases her portion in her name alone. Jesus Jr. herself. <laughs> Glory to God. The majestic <laughs> Dr. Jasmine Dr. Jasmine Blair. Listen, we got a good one for you today. As always, okay, can I still be friends with people who left my church. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, we Look, got a good one. Yeah, you. we got a good one. But before we get there, I want to thank you guys for joining us on the F3 podcast. Shout out to all of our new viewers and followers. We yes, appreciate the love you. and support. Thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank, you, thank, you, thank you, you so much. Be sure if you're new here, if you haven't done so already, like, subscribe, and share. Hit the notification bell so you'll be notified every time we premiere a new episode. And definitely check the links in the description box if you have a question you want us to answer here on the show. If you have a suggestion for a show topic, definitely click the link and ask us. Yes. Let us know. No topic is off subject. So that thing you always been wanting to ask, but you you don't really want to ask your pastor because you don't want to get in trouble, but you feel like it's something people need to talk about. Click the link, send us a voice message and let us know. Listen, I'm excited. We're here. New episodes every Tuesday and Saturday. I'm excited. Me too. This is a good topic because people have gone back and forth about this for years. I've recently seen this resurface on social media. You know, I'm not in no cult. I should be able to talk to whoever I want to, blah, blah, blah. And in general, yeah. However, every situation is not so cut and dry. So uh, I'm going to kick this over to you. Um, I got three questions. Um, Should you still be friends with somebody who left your church? Why did they leave? How did they leave? And what did they leave behind when they left? That that's that that is the litmus test. So I'm gonna kick this over to you first to go on yeah. and, and, and rant, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, we're yeah. gonna break this down. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. You, you use the white word, right word, rant. <laughs> but but listen, listen, you know, you know people come and go from ministries, okay, and people have their various reasons why. Uh-huh. Some some people do it. Maybe because God told them, and some people do it just out of rebellion. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can leave a, if you leave a ministry that God didn't tell you to leave, and He planted you there. You are leaving in rebellion. But that's that's for you and God. That's your business, right? That that is your business. However, you know, um, you know, people are still free to choose where they want to be. And some people, they don't know. They just mm-hmm. feel like they're just doing what they think is best for them. All right. Um, it should nece- should not necessarily be a problem for you to communicate with someone who left the ministry. But most of the time when people leave ministries is because they're at odds with the pastor. They're at odds with the church most of the time, you know. 
and and th there's always some kind of problem. It's not the fact that oh, God is actually you know moving me on, sending me somewhere else. I mean that's the that's the smokescreen some of them use, but when you go to the root of it, is it's an issue they have with that particular church and leader. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so when 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 someone leaves and you find out it's that, that should be a red flag for you. I don't care if that's your best friend. You mm -hmm. got to choose the kingdom. And, and see, people don't, first of all, people don't understand how important the church is to God. I think that's 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 one thing too. Yeah. People people don't understand how important the church is to God. That's why they have issues with stuff like this. Mm -hmm. So so you know, you know, the, the church is the most important thing to God. That's that that's what Jesus died for. Okay. He, he, he died for the sins of humanity, yes. But first, he, he's the head of all things to the church. All right? So you got to understand this, that how, how God feels about his church. So when you are divisive against his church, okay, that's a problem. So if you leave in offense, mm -hmm. if you leave divisively, okay, if you leave with all kinds of issues with the saints. All right. That is something to be addressed and marked. Mm -hmm. You know, see, 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 in biblical times, a lot of y'all, I can tell a lot of y'all wouldn't survive. Nope. A lot of y'all would not survive during biblical times because when you left the church divisively like that, you were marked. Come on. Mm -hmm. You was marked. You read how many times Paul marked people? Mm. And y'all say, well, you can't call out names and you can't do this and do that. If you left divisively, your name should be called. Your name should be on a list. That's not right. You know, we want to put, you know, back in the day, they used to put people on a list when they didn't pay the tithes. Yeah, but you need to be on the list if, if you left wrong and try to tear everything up. That's the list they really needed to have, you know, instead of that tithe list. People who try to tear the church up because they disagree with the pastor's last sermon, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you know, a lot of people that leave they don't leave by themselves, or they that, or, or or you know, I, I tell people all the time, you go leave, leave by yourself, don't try that to pull part. nobody. I don't care if the pastor's wrong. That part. Leave Go back by to that episode. Yourself. My pastor's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, see, you know, so the reason why God don't be with y'all when y'all leave these places. Leave by yourself. <laughs> leave by yourself. Leave by yourself. The reason why God don't be with a lot of y'all <laughs> when y'all leave these places is because you don't do things legally by the book. You don't do things according to the formula in which God has written out. Okay, and, and this is why God don't side with you. And that pastor probably then repented somewhere and then moved on. Okay, God had increased them, you know, or you know they may not have repented, but they have an appointed time. Okay, and you just all out of sorts because okay, God ain't judging fast enough, so you figure it's your job. Okay, but anyway, so when it comes to leaving a church, I say. And some of y'all gonna get mad at me for this, but I got Bible to back me. If they leave divisively, you shouldn't be dealing with them. Period. 
For mm. real, you 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 should not be dealing with. Them. If your mama left the ministry, try try to tap your ministry. Okay, you need to create some distance between you and your mama until she get it right. Because your mama's a dangerous rebel to the kingdom. That's it. That's how important the kingdom got to be to you. Even Jesus prioritized his disciples above his own mama because his disciples are the will of God, and during that time, Mary won't. Well, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. That's cultish. No, but that's my mama though. Hold up, ah, uh -uh. so Apostle, see, you was doing good. So you start uh, talking about my mama. <laughs> see, see, you got to look at how God carries it. You know, not how we were conditioned. Or indoctrinated or raised up to carry it. Okay, you, you gotta look at how God carries it, how God wants us to carry it. You know, um, um, you know, you can't be friends with me and be at odds with my leader mm -hmm. or my church. I'm sorry. You call it if, if, if that's cultish to you, then I'll be cultish. I'll be cultish. All right, because because I got Bible. Paul, you know, Paul called out people a lot too. He says, for Demas has forsaken me loving this present world. And he warned the church against them. He warned the church against deserters, especially the ones that were divisive. Mm -hmm. Okay, especially ones that were divisive. They trying to sow discord, uh, uh, um, you know. And I remember, you know, there's, there's just quite a few times in our ministry we've had to point out people you know, who, not often, who, who, but when it yeah. happens, it happens. Yeah, you, you, you see what I'm saying? And I tell people, you know, if you're going to leave, leave quietly and leave by yourself. Don't be influencing nobody. Okay, because I'm going to blast you. Mm -hmm. you, see, you see what I'm saying? And I encourage every pastor, listen. Listen, you have to you have to take charge. You have to biblically prove your stance. Mm -hmm. See, see, I notice, I notice people get mad at us, mainly me. <laughs> mainly me I'm the most vocal about stuff but you know but see like you said though, they cannot disprove me in the Bible mm -hmm. they can't disprove us in the Bible Paul called out Paul called names okay Paul called names of people that were sowing discord in the midst of the congregation, he called names of divisive deserters. Read your Bible; is there? You know, so the, the the unity of the saints was so important that he, Paul had to address those that was trying to disrupt the disunity, because that's how important it was to God. It's bigger than just oh, the pastor's mad. The pastor, the pastor, mad that you left. No, it's not that the pastor mad that you left. Now, if that pastor had a relationship with you, that pastor probably hurt. But if you're leaving device, they got a flock to protect. That part. They got a flock to protect. And I don't care if you think they wrong about something. They're still responsible for that flock. You want them to protect everybody until it come to you. Come on. Come on. Then they're supposed to lay down and, and like a little lamb and just not say nothing. Because then when they do, well, that's not love. You're supposed to be the pastor. They're supposed to protect the flock at all times, even right. against you. Right. Yeah. Even against you. And the flock is their responsibility. So if they're mishandling the flock, God going to get them. Or certain powers that be is going to handle them, not you. Not you. 
And God has a timing for all of that. Mm -hmm. I just feel like I'm supposed to warn the church. No, no, you, you don't rank high enough to warn the church. Most of y'all don't. But we ain't going to go there. All right. Uh, a, lot, a lot of y'all be outside of your jurisdiction. And that's why God don't back you. But see, hold on. That statement right there. Let, let, let's break that down. Uh -oh. It's your job to warn the church full of people that God told to join the church about the pastor that they already been a part of the church of all this time. Oh. Because that makes it. Let me say that again. It's your job to warn the church, the whole congregation, same people that heard from God, the same God, to come to this church, to be a part of this church, for this to be their pastor, apostle, bishop, whatever the leadership structure is. Now you're supposed to warn these people that already go to the church. They've been hearing the same sermons you have. They've been in the same Bible studies. They'd have been to the same fellowships, the same baptisms. Outside of whatever your personal private issue is, 90% of their experience with the pastor has been the same as yours. Yep. So what are you actually warning them against outside of your personal back and forth? Well, I don't like that he said that. They heard it too. They were sitting in the same service you was. And I'm going to go just a little deeper. Let's say you have a genuine bad experience with the pastor. But just because you had a bad experience don't mean everybody else did. No. So so it may be wise for you to leave. Okay. But you need to leave by yourself. Because even though pastor may have hurt you, he's helping all the others. And God still looks at that too. So when you're trying to disrupt the genuine work of God because you've had a negative experience, okay, then that's a problem. Now, I can, now, now if the pastor is, 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 is taking the same negative experience and spreading it to everybody else in the church, you need to, you need to alert a higher authority, a higher power, okay? But mm -hmm. a lot of times people leave because they've had a negative experience. But you cannot make your experience everybody else's experience. And this is why some of these coming out, telling your story kind of things I that have a part. problem with. Because you don't tell your part. You don't. You, yeah. you tell what? Well, Pastor yelled at me, but you didn't tell the part where you cussed the pastor out. <laughs> right. You go tell the story. Tell what you did. <laughs> right. You know, and, and 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 you had a negative experience, but that don't mean you got to make everybody else experience negative. That part. Because 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 you and you pastor may have been toxic for you, but he's healthy for the for them other folk. Okay, and God gonna hold him accountable for for the sheep that remain. He gonna hold you accountable. From, from 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 trying to smite the shepherd to scatter the sheep. Mm. Yeah. So so people like that you don't want to be friends with. And you're gonna have to you're gonna have to see past your love for people and allow the your love for God to surpass your love for people and examine these people's actions. And That's examine right. these people's actions. Uh anybody who actively tries to bring down a ministry to me is wicked. Yeah, wicked. Now I can see if it was a sex trafficking ring. You had pedophiles, but that's what the FBI the is for, not you. Right, exactly. You know, then you know that would need to be investigated. 
all right, if there's genuine proof of that, all right. But um, but but you know, you, you know, people people have their reasons because that they feel like they need to warn everybody. Mm -hmm. No, and normally that church still going, that pastor still increasing, and your life still raggedy. Mm -hmm. so, so that's because God ain't with you in it. That he, part. He 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 ain't he he not bringing them down for you, cause you ain't nobody for him to bring them down over. <laughs> you a little rebel vagabond who thinks you somebody, but when the proof, but 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 when the stink hits the fan, the proof is in the pudding, and God ain't with you compared to them. <laughs> I mean, you know, people trying to bring us down, split our ministry, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Man, listen, we have, we have, we have tripled. We God bless them in their future endeavors. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> and that's people, all I got to say. It honestly, it's people like when you talk like this, but but mm -hmm. but 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 see, this is this is this is the nitty gritty part. Yeah, of apostolic ministry, of yeah. ministry. Period. Okay, we have to learn how to deal with. Um, we have to learn how to deal with stuff like this. Okay. You how, how are you going to be friends with somebody who tries to split your church? How are you going to be friends with somebody that's actively bashing your pastor? That part. How? How? How can you be secure? How? You know, some people. The Bible tells us to mark and avoid. He says, mark those who cause division and doctors contrary to what you've been taught, and avoid them. Avoid them. So that means your friend. Avoid them. Your mama, avoid them. Your daddy, your grandma, your cousin, your brother, your sister. If they are the, the, the divisive one, according to the Bible, okay, you are to avoid them. If you want to go by the Bible. But that's my mama. I don't care. Avoid them. If they split up the church and ruining people's lives and all, avoid them. Some of y'all love y'all mama, y'all daddies, and y'all brothers and sisters more than you love God. They are your idol. Mm -mm. You know, you need, uh, you know, we need to do something else too. Called, what if my mama, my dad is a cult leader or a false prophet? Mm. Okay, because some of y'all support relatives because they relatives. I know people right now. I mean, I mean, and, and, and I've seen this so many times. You know, your mama, your daddy, okay, is a proven false apostle, false prophet, cult leader, ruined people's lives, and you still talk to them. Mm. What is there to talk about? You still support them. You are partaker in their sins and their judgments. You will be because you're partaker in their sins, you will be partaking in judgment. Every time you support them, you're rebelling against God. Mm -mm. I don't care if it's your mama I don't care if it's your grandma Well, but that's still my mama Well, you go to hell with your mama Jesus For real For real Because because see, for some reason these family ties Are greater than your ties to the kingdom I, I have a problem with that I mean, my mama my dad ain't no false prophet No false apostles But if they were, I would not support them No not why you're ruining lives. I don't have friends that. that are false apostles and false prophets that are breaking up churches. But if they were, I would not support them. No. 
Matter of fact, I would rebuke them and tell them they need to get that together or else we can't be friends. Yeah. There's certain things that are just deal breakers for me. Yeah. Okay. According to scripture. Now, now if you got some, if you got some little flesh problems or whatever, hey, we can work through that together. I'm with you to the mm -hmm. end on that. But when you start, when you start trying to ruin the church of God, breaking down, breaking up mm -hmm. ministries, okay, when you start, when you start doing the things that God says in Scripture to uh, avoid, mark and avoid, I have to go by the script on this. I remember there was somebody that we had to, we, we literally took them through the Matthew chapter 18 process, right? We took them through the Matthew 18 process, right? They had an issue with us. They had an issue with us, mainly me. <laughs> okay. They had an issue with, 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 with us, but it was mainly me. And I'm, I'm getting reports back that this person is saying things about me to the people in the ministry. Mm, mm -mm. I'm like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Because the Bible says you got a problem. You're supposed to come to me first. Yeah. Right? And it was a simple fix. It really was. Uh, so so now I, my, my antennas go up now. Because my leadership is coming back to me saying this person is saying something. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay. So we, we go to them. We, we go to them, you know, and we try to address the issue privately, right? Right. That didn't work. So then now, after that, now I got to get you on a Zoom meeting. Huh? And I got to and, and, and I gotta record you now for, for accountability purposes a with a witness. With a witness, right? Shouldn't even take all that. Shouldn't even take all that. And was very belligerent in the presence of the witness, right? Now, now this is how Jesus commanded us to address issues. Because no matter how much I loved this person, because I had deep love for this person, but I had to handle them legally, biblically, legally. I had to do it God's way. And then this, this, this one I'm saying, I don't care if we best friends. I don't care if you a son or daughter. I don't care if you a father or mother or whoever. I got, if there's a problem, I got to handle this according to Matthew chapter 18. Mm -hmm. Major issues, right? Because some things are not, some things just roll, roll off like, like water on a duck's back. It's no big deal. Yeah. But if there's a problem, if there's a genuine problem. And anybody that's close to me, they'll tell you, if Blair thinks that it's a problem, Blair will get on the phone and call you. Hey, we good? We all right? All we right. Good. I'm just checking. Because I understand the, the uh, division of the enemy. Mm-hmm. You understand? Uh, uh, so 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 with this particular individual, I mean, got belligerent, started yelling and stuff like that. So guess what? Because she was spreading stuff to the church and I... I had to play the recording and I had to let the saints judge. I said, okay, what do y'all think about this? I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything trying to influence y'all or anything like that. I said, because the Bible says, bring them to the church now. Mm. Right. Do the Bible say. So, and I hated to do it. I did not want to, I hated to do it, but I had to. And uh, 
the saints even determined that this particular individual was in the wrong. They was in the wrong for how they handled the situation. They was in wrong for how they handled me mm -hmm. and my wife. They was wrong for what they did in, in, in the ministry and all of that. Right. Because, see, I don't just raise I, I don't raise up flunkies and robots and and all this other stuff. I raise up people. I, we, we, we teach them the right stuff. Mm -hmm. OK. And we raise them to be mature enough to make such assessments. OK. And 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 and, and if any of them in that moment felt like, hey, hey Apostle, I think you might have could have handled it differently. You see what I'm saying? We, we would have to take that on the chin because we put them in the position of judgment. In that moment for that particular issue. But the saints determined this particular individual was 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 dead wrong, completely in the wrong. Mm -hmm. And I told this individual, like, listen, you know, you gonna have to re repent. Did, didn't want to repent. So then guess what? I had to completely dismiss this individual from the ministry. Mm -hmm. Okay, completely dismiss them. And, you know, the Bible says treat them as a tax collector. That's what it or, says. Or an unbeliever. See, people don't understand how powerful this is. Mm, mm -mm. Because in that, and then he says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. There's only two times Jesus said that. He said it to Peter and he said that in this instance. Mm. That means that now heaven gets involved and you're disinherited by God. Mm. While you moving on to other ministries with your prophesying self, while you moving on to other ministries and other coverings with your apostolic self, mm. Mm. not even knowing that judgment has been rendered against you, and there's an there's an eternal indictment against you because you refuse to reconcile with with believers in the church. Okay, huh? Mm. Mm -mm. See, this is why. Even past leaders I've had an issue with, I went back and apologized and made peace. Huh? Mm -hmm. Because I understand this scripture right here. I don't want no indictments against me. At least God can say, hey, I tried to make peace. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I try to make peace, you know, because um, I understand that if I, if, if I didn't at least put forth the effort to make peace, they could hold a charge against me before God. Mm. Okay, so, but these are the people y'all want to be friends with. Mm. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. uh, these are the people that y'all want to be friends with. These are the people that you still want to keep around. These are the people, okay, that you still want to say, well, that's my sin, well, that's still my mama, that's still, that's still my brother. Your brother's a rebel to the kingdom and he's on his way to hell. Mm, mm, mm. I'm not talking about he's some unbeliever out there, not in the church, not doing the things of God. I'm, this is for brethren. That's right. This is for brother. This is for this is not for people who don't go to church. This is for people, this is for all the saints who go to church regularly. Not the people that just show up on occasion. Right. You understand? So this is serious. It is. Because, see, once you reach that point right there, that leader has the apostolic authority to, to put a, 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 a eternal sanctions on you. Okay. 
Which brings me to the first point. Why did they leave? Why? 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 And see, if this person is your friend, which I'm going to get to that in a minute. Why did they leave? Huh. Well, the pastor yelled at me. Okay, about what, though? <laughs> were, were they right? Pastor always yelling. Allegedly. Right. Pastor yelled at me. Okay, about what? Because, again, like I said, 90% of your experience is the same as everybody else's. Uh -oh. So, uh -oh. y'all uh -oh. hearing the same sermons. Y'all volunteering at the same little community outreach. Y'all going to the same Bible study. Y'all going to the same friends and family day. 90% of y'all experiences is the same. The only thing that differs is whatever's being said in counsel or maybe how y'all met. Because, obviously, everybody's soul is in a different place. So, your counsel is going to be according to where you are. And... If you act up, you the pastor probably yelled at you because you did something you ain't got no business. It was probably a form of rebuke or correction. The pastor yelled at me. Why? Were, were they right? If you take away the fact that they yelled and you look at the context of what was said and hold it to the Bible, were they right about it? Any of it? You got to find out why people left. Okay, well, they promoted so-and-so and not you. Okay, well, did they promise you the promotion then go behind your back the day you're supposed to be promoted and promote somebody else? Or did you think that it was yours because you, you said, why? Because 90% of these, I'm mad, I'm going to another church, is a simple misunderstanding, it's offense, it's assumption. There are things that could be rectified in the pastor's office in a 15-minute meeting. They, they really can't. So if you should, should I, can I still be friends with people who leave my church? Why did they leave? What is the issue surrounding behind, around when they left? Were they wrong? Were, were they right? Should they have just stayed and worked it out? Are they being petty? Do they plan on coming back later? Those are something things you have to ask yourself. I won't tell you which way to go. This is something you've got to ask yourself. Next, how did they leave? And to me, the how is really more important than yeah. the why. Yeah. The how yes. is more important than the why. Because let's say they, they are mad. I've seen people leave a church where biblically they had every right to leave and they did it so honorably. And people who left a church where biblically it was petty and stupid and they should have reconciled. And they acted a whole fool and showed the whole moon to the whole church. Act a monkey. How did they leave? Because the how is very important. We've talked about in ministry transitions, you know, how to leave a church, how to join, find a new church, how to join a church, what to do during that transition period. But the how you leave is so important. Some of y'all leave a job better than you leave a ministry. And I have an issue with that. Come on. How do you put the work of man and elevate it above the work of God? That's right. When you leave a job, most of y'all, you put in a two weeks notice. You know, you thank them for, for the opportunity. You offer to help train your replacement. You see what I'm saying? Y'all leave a church and just leave. Well, I'm leaving. I got to obey God. Don't call me. Don't. How did you leave? I remember when I left a church, I went to, and, and it wasn't for anything that the pastor did. It was, it was one of those God said it's time kind of things. I went to the pastor and asked for permission to be released from the ministry. And I trained my replacements for about two and a half months before I actually left. So that when I leave, there would not be a gap. When I left, there would not have been a gap in that particular ministry because I was actively serving in a role where I was there every Sunday and every other Friday. So had I just up and left, 
the church would have been scrambling to try to fill that role. And that would have caused a disruption to the flow of the service. It would have caused a disruption to those that I was ministering to in those roles. And it would have been a, what happened to this? What about this? Who's this person? What are they? You see what I'm saying? So over that two and a half month period, they met high. This is so-and-so. Oh, I'm going to be working with so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And here in a few short weeks, you'll solely be seeing so-and-so. It gave everybody's mind, will, and emotions and soul a chance to prepare for the transition, right. get to know this new person while still being pre presented with the person that they trust to build healthy trust with the person. So then when I left, it wasn't like just sticking a stranger in there and it was just weird. Like, what's going on? Well, who is this person? I don't want to tell my business to him. I don't even know him. Y'all don't think about that stuff when y'all just get mad and say, I want to go somewhere else. Come on. And, and see, the how is important because it lets you know if their concern was their, their, really their soul or their flesh. Because if your concern is your soul, you're going to care about the souls that are effect, ultimately affected by your decision making and how you leave. You don't want to know it's not the scary. Well, somebody, well, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave. Yes, but the how matters. You leave a job a certain way so you can still have a chance to go back should you need to for your reputation. But y'all leave a church like you don't care. And then that's why when God whoop your tail, you don't want to come back because then you got to face everything you said to everybody else. You got to face how you left. And next, what was the fabric of your relationship before you left? Now, listen. Half these people y'all swear up and down you still want to be friends with was never your friends before they left the ministry. Come on. You want the tea for why they left. You want the tea for what pastor has said and pastor had did. So this, well, we can still be friends. Uh-uh, we not no cult. This is my friend. You want the tea for why they left. You've been piecing together the church drama. You've been trying to figure it out without looking messy. And now somebody let, oh, they gone now. Now I'm finna call them so they can tell me. Half of y'all won't really friends in the first place. You didn't have their phone number. They might've been your Facebook friend. Listen, if they left and you got to inbox them to get their number, they're not your friend. If you got to inbox them to get their number, they are not your friend. Y'all never, you don't know where they live. You don't know where they work. You don't know what school they cheer and go to. Y'all never even went to lunch. Y'all never went to brunch. Y'all never went to the grocery store, nothing. They are not your friend. You weren't invited to the cookout. They weren't invited to the cookout. Y'all want y'all fight to be friends with people after they leave the church that you wouldn't have nothing to do with them when they were still a member there. That is my issue with this. Come on. That's it. Why all of a sudden you want to be your friend? They've been sitting across the pew for you for five years. But now when they leave, you want to be friends with them? That's messy and that's wicked. So you got to question your own motives and why you even want to remain friends with somebody you was never really friends with in the first place. Assuming that y'all did have a well-defined and detailed fabric to your relationship and y'all were actually friends, is it worth it? Were y'all friends before you got to the church? Did y'all grow up together? All of these things play a role in making this decision. Yeah. Now, even still, you can love that person all day long. But like you said, if they didn't tell up the church and tried to tell up the church and they wrong and you can't stand up to them and say, you know what? I love you. I'm not judging you, but that was out of place. You need to at least apologize and get that right if you're going to go somewhere else. Yeah. If you can't say that to them, they really not your friend. Because a real friend, they're going to have an attitude when you're saying something you they don't you don't they don't like. But because they love you and they honor you, they're going to sit there and hear it. I know. 
I know. They're going to sit there and listen. If you don't have that type of audience with them, they're really not your friend. Come on. They're really not. Next, what did they leave behind when they left? This goes back to this example I just gave about training my replacements as not to leave a void in the church. What did they leave behind? Did they leave a position unfilled? Oh. Did they leave a position unfilled? Is it because the church didn't have anybody or is it because they just up and left abruptly and didn't train anybody? Did they leave praise and worship struggling? Did they leave Bible study struggling? Did the pastor have to shut down some other portion of the ministry either temporarily or permanently until they trained somebody else because this person was filling a role and now they just abruptly left? Did they leave the pastor with several meetings? Did they call a bunch of people, spread a bunch of gossip, and now all these people trying to meet with the pastor to get some clarity based on what they heard? Did they leave a bunch of brokenness? Did they leave a bunch of gossip and mess for the pastor to clean up because they've been talking for the last two, three weeks before they just decided to up and leave? What did they leave behind when they left? See, we so caught on them. Well, we still can be friends. We're not in a cult. You don't look at the mess. Y'all ever see somebody move out of an apartment? You know they have the TV shows and stuff. Somebody move out of an apartment, they gone, but they left a mess behind. Yeah. The kitchen nasty, bathroom nasty, they left furniture there, they left dirty clothes unwashed, everything unclean, carpets not clean. They're gone, but the, the unsightly remnants of them is still very present. Yeah. To where it would not be welcoming for the next person that tried to come into that apartment. That's how some of y'all leave churches. You leave a whole mess behind. Then you want to call the pastor controlling and Jezebelic because they got attitude. Because now the pastor got to spend the next 6, 12 to 18 months cleaning up the mess you left behind. And oh God, if you was in charge of a ministry or any form of leadership, it may be longer. And then when they do hire somebody else or bring somebody else into that role... Now they have to explain to this person, look, this is how that person left. This is what they left behind. This is the healing and deliverance way to take the people through. So this is what you're walking into. A group of people that's already on edge and untrustworthy because of how the, and untrusting to you because of how the last person left. That is what some of y'all do to these churches. Some of these people do, and but you want to be friends with you. Why can't we still be friends? Toxic! They need a hazard sign. You got to ask yourself, all of this stuff and have an honest conversation before God. Do I really need to remain friends with this person? Is the fabric of our relationship really worth holding on to considering all the mitigating and aggregating factors? I remember that that reminds me of something mm -hmm. because uh, y'all, we got experience in this. All right. That, that, that reminds me of something. There was a particular individual um, who shall remain nameless. Remember that they left our ministry, mm -hmm. right? Well, they left before I got a chance to put them out because mm -hmm. they were sowing all kind of division and stuff, and God had to speak to me audibly, yeah, <laughs> concerning who they were. And uh, then, then it's like they left. I spent about three months, we spent about three months cleaning up their mess, yeah, but they were still trying to remain connected to people that were still at the ministry. That they won't really friends. That with. they won't really friends with. But you come by the house bringing pies and cakes and all this other stuff. Well, first of all, when you start baking, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to know. Oh, I just want to just come and bring a pie and blah 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 blah. And then you you know it's a perfect chance for y'all to gather and talk about us. Yeah, you still there? 
Yeah, but see, y'all have to 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 listen very closely and learn how to close your ears oh, to boy. this mindless chatter that is planting seeds in your ears. Doesn't mean you can't be friends with like, okay, look, if we're gonna be friends, obviously there's a problem. When we talk, don't talk about it. Don't put my pastor name in your in your mouth. We're gonna talk about us. We're gonna talk about our families, our kids, and we're gonna we're gonna go on to something else. If you can't remain friends, because for real, if we're gonna be honest, ninety nine percent of people can't. If you cannot remain friends with me without bringing that mess up, we can't have a friendship. Because that's still my pastor, and you need to keep that name out your mouth. Mm -hmm. Some of y'all can't cannot handle that. Any closing remarks before we close this episode <laughs> off? Because we 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 gonna have to revisit this during our off season playoffs. This is definitely a good one. Yeah, but we gonna end this here. Any any closing remarks? Uh, listen, don't 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 be that friend uh, uh, where you oppose God because of personal attachments. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, love people, cherish, Absolutely. cherish your relationships, cherish your friendships. But if they really be your friend, they ought to be able to receive the truth from you too. That's right. The Bible says, "Faithful are the wounds of a friend." Woo! So, so sometimes friends tell you stuff that you don't want to hear, but they tell you stuff that you need to hear. And some of you, and some of you, um. Just need to just take heed. Mm -hmm. All right.